Todd with Jazz Groupies. And you're listening to the K-Jazz Radio Show with my guy, Mwaku, on 97.2 FM, Johannesburg. Peace. Gabigo is a Johannesburg-based pan-Africanist band. The collective was formed in 2015 by bassist and composer and of course the members of the band met in Bromfontein in Johannesburg where they frequently you know, interacted through music ensembles including jam sessions and circular live music venues. The band, although founded years earlier, is heavily influenced by the Fees Must Fall movement and blending original ideas with references to historic and popular melodies. It is through this music that Pupo aims to educate and spiritually awaken the public, exploring themes such as religion, tradition, origin, displacement, and race. And joining us this Sunday, founding member, songwriter, and band leader, of course, alongside saxophonist and vocalist Kujung Kwana, they talk to us about the hardest ticket, them, themselves, anyway, being the hardest ticket in town. Ipupol Gabigo on the K-Jazz show. Hello, welcome to the show. Greetings, greetings, brother Marco, and greetings to the listeners as well. Thank you so much for joining us, gentlemen. Of course, you know, Ipupol Gabigo showed up to the scene literally like a thief in the night. Unannounced yet on a mission. <laughs> I want us to go back to the founding days. You know, I think it was in 2015. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let's talk about this collective and how you guys came together. Um, so basically how the band came together. Um, being a music students at that point in time, in 2015, you get to interact a lot, you know through um, class practicals, ensembles, um, and side gigs, going to jam sessions, going to workshops, uh, programs like the National Youth Jazz Festival. Um, yeah, so I would say, like, basically, that's how we started interacting. But then as a jazz student, as well, you are consuming a lot, you are learning a lot. And so for me, at that point in time, it got to that moment whereby um, I was getting interested in composition. And I just knew that eventually I would have to have my own band. And that became that moment um, in 2015. But then now, usually, as I've heard of, like over the past few years, there's a misconception or misunderstanding, you know, in terms of like how the band started. And because usually they would say like uh, the band was given birth you know, um, by the Fismas Fall movement, and which is not entirely true, you know, because you remember that as a country, there are many stages that we've been through, you know, critical moments, you know, we've been through a moment whereby people like uh, Andres Tatane, where, you know, got killed, you know, fighting for service delivery. There are also moments when, um, you know, miners got shot down in Maracana. You know, in those uh, moments, they predate Fismas Fall, and they were really critical moments. You know, that reminded us that um, uh, black lives in this world, in this world, don't matter. You know, so um, Fismas Fall it just uh, accentuated that moment. You know, um, for like it just resonated more than 
it being the genesis of Ipukoka people. Yeah. Look, I think the the collective, you know, and this is this is my own observation, but I think a lot of people that kind of have interacted with the people that is Ipupo and the music of, you know, it finds its inspiration around the Fees Must Fall movement, which was a protest movement from, you know, from students, particularly in Johannesburg, who wanted to voice their dissatisfaction, you know, around the exorbitant tertiary fees, which is still a struggle today, you know. But let's get okay. into that conversation or the part where, why was it important you know, before and after, because I know you've kind of just highlighted how it was so important because there were so many voices that were having, you know, a stance. But why was it so important to bring you as Ipupu and these voices together to form this collective, you know? Uh, I mean, for even before I get to that, I would like to mention before Fismas Fall, should remember that earlier that year, mm. if not, I think yeah, earlier that year, there was the Rhodes Must Fall movement. You know, that took over the world, you know, what the students did in Cape Town. Yeah. And eventually that statue of Rhodes was removed. That yeah. for me was really inspirational. And I gained so much respect for the black youth in Cape Town, you know, for fighting the struggle. We even as a country got to a point where we say, okay, if the statue of Rhodes is removed, um, what does that mean then, like in terms of like institutions like uh, Rhodes University, does it mean that the name has changed, you know? So there were also like those conversations. So I must say, uh, Rhodes Must Fall like was a really critical moment. Rhodes Must Fall gave birth to, to Fizz Must Fall, you know? And um, obviously before that, and also remember this struggle for Fizz did not start then we have seen like old footages, you know, of young black students like Abu Talimpo who fought these wars and, and many other yeah. prominent figures in society. We you know people like how Andy Lemzadama they've been through these struggles mm. at some point at best University own closely, they're also fighting the same struggles. So it wasn't really something new and also an institution that was hardly um you know, credited for fighting against this, you know, this system, you know, which like really deprived a lot of underprivileged is a TUT. TUT played a very critical role in terms of advancing the struggle nationally. But because we know that these are uh, uh, what in your formerly black or your black institutions, they don't get uh, recognized, you know. So it was only... Uh, take the whole nation if it's a it's, it's an ivory tower like a uct or vets then people will start listening but now to bring it back to the band jazz has always been a, a, a style of music that has always been in the forefront in terms of uh, resistance you know um you listen to charles mingas Charles Mingus was like very revolutionary, very, he never beat his tongue, nor minced his words, you know, when confronting the injustices that faced uh, black people in America, you know. Miles Davis as well, you know, in fact, in one of his gigs, as he was on a smoke break, got attacked by cops in America and mm. uh, he had to be taken to hospital, you know. So mm. um, even as Black jazz musicians, then they would play after playing their set, they have to go and wait somewhere in the kitchen or something, not even have to interact. So black musicians have always been conscious of um, what uh, surrounds them, the circumstances. So 
Yeah. It is nothing new for us. We are continuing that legacy. Oh, Brazil one has been very vocal. Brahima Sikela. And for me, one of the greatest, if not, you know, in Africa, Mamire Makeba, mm. she really has let us, you know, in terms of fighting for the emancipation of black people. So it was really important for us as a band to continue that legacy. Mm. So yeah, I think that's why it was important for us. Singabako Kamata, Singabako Velimangi, Singabako Somat, Uzusiku Selebao, Singabako Kamata, Singabako Velimangi, Singabako Somat, Uzusiku Selebao, Uzusiku Selebao, Uzusiku Selebao,
which I'm going to bring in now, you know, with the next conversation. They are part of a collective called Ipupo Ligabigo. They are indeed, like I said earlier on, if you missed it, they are the hottest ticket in town. Everybody's talking about Ipupo Ligabigo. And of course, rightly so, you know, because a breath of fresh air shows up when you least expect it. And uh, talking to Kujo, you know, forming part of the band is Uspusiso on the keys, Lebohang on the drums, yourself on the vocals, Alto Sax by Heiti, and uh, or rather, or you on the Alto Sax and Heiti on the tenor sax, I beg your pardon, yeah. Nitlanta is on the bass, Hulani on the vocals, with many other vocalists such as Sive, Kuketso, Oho, Smu, and Mwekezi. So on, the list is, and it's a 13 piece collection. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge ensemble. <laughs> Let's talk about how you guys came together. All 13 members of this collective, though. Oh, yeah. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Kucho Kotrinkwana, and I play alto sex for Ipu Olga Vico. And, yeah, <laughs> it's funny that you asked me that question because, you know, um, I came in, yeah, like, I came in second, you know, after the, the first band that came through, yeah. you know. So, um after after that it was me uh and and uh but Mendox was already there. Mendox key it's Lebuchang who's who plays drums. So Ntante just called me, you know, like hey man, come through, we have a gig. <laughs> I'll teach you the music. Uh and then I just did one gig with them and then uh here I am today doing interviews with him. <laughs> so, it's very, so yeah, I, 
Uh, well, with with my understanding, uh, the rest of the band, it's uh, actually music is the, the the same like common language that we all have. So everyone called called by the music, you know. Uh, if you can check, Kheti was called even uh, by the music, you know. Nkantla uh, knew that, you know, we need a trombone player and Kheti was around. And I'm like, hey, let's go. Because we are from Tembisa, me and Kheti. So it became so easy to call him through to play with us, you know. And Sbu, um, uh, the piano player and uh and our band leader and they're from church you know they've been playing to, together at church and then the rest of the vocalists i think they met through uh the university of uh but you know yeah. so yeah. us coming in now from different institutions because i'm i'm coming from tut uh we just blended through you know and made sure that uh, the sound that he he is hearing in his mind or in his ears makes sense to us as well, you know. And also, this is is not even like uh, about music per se, and also about uh, the movement, you know, uh, yeah. of you know caring, you know, black people. I didn't even know about our history up until I had to come in, you know. I'm like I'm even privileged, you know, to say, hey. Thank God that they called me through so yeah. that I can just learn most of the stuff, you know. Wow. Yeah. 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 We appreciate you. We appreciate you being part of this huge collective who are making really big waves, you know, in the South African music scene. And I suppose globally, you know, with my next thing being, you know, you guys found yourself being a part of Brownswood's release in Daba Is, which featured many contributors, like the likes of Tandintuli, Bokani Daya, The Brother Moves On, and many others, including yourselves. How did you get picked? And I think that they can also chip in here. How did you get picked, you know, to be a part of this project? Um, like how it came about, uh, obviously it came about through Siabong Amtembo, you know, because he's one of the producers, the curators of that compilation album alongside uh, Tandin Duli. So uh, Sia is a brother of ours. Sia, I think we... Uh, he encountered our music on social media or something uh, mm. reached out at some point. But then before, that was like way before he, this thing of Indaba is. And then this other time, we had the same kick at uh, Abantu Book Festival in Soweto. Uh, what's that venue? I forgot. But it's same full uh, AHU lifestyle. AHU lifestyle. And mm. then mm. soon after that, uh, when we came back, because we had a gig in uh, the National um, Arts uh, Festival, you know, and soon after that, we did a gig, uh, a best theater, and the best theater was packed that night. It was the 27th of July. I had asked Sia to um, join us on this song, Abba Pezu, you know, and at that time, I also asked uh, Kingsman. Um, to join us. Actually, initially, that song, I would have loved uh, Tandi Swamazai to sing it. <laughs> then I realized mm -hmm. that it was just going to be like, uh, there will be a lot of uh, channels to go through before it actually happens. So when I thought about it, I was like, no, I like Brother Moves On, and I think Sia's voice could work for this song. So we did that gig, 
And yeah, I know from that gig, he was like, yo, I really love this band, you know. In fact, he was even like um, joking about to say like, you know what, I'm joining this band. <laughs> and then I guess like a few years later, a year or two later, when he got them that opportunity to do a project with Brownswood, uh, he vouched for us. And yeah, we're pretty much the underdogs in that uh, compilation album because yeah. All of the artists in that album have released um, an album, you know, uh, turned into has an album, Brother Moves On, The Ancestors, and Duzo was also there featured in The Ancestors, Mandam Langeni, Luanda Kokwana, Spusile Kwaba. So we actually um, are the only ones in that um, compilation who at that time had not released uh, anything. And which I guess it was quite tricky or Sia had to motivate, you know, to um Brownswood to say like, trust me, these guys will deliver. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's how it came about. Well, fast forward to 2023. You are now, you know, on the cusp of launching your project as a collective Azania, you know, and you have interesting names such as Corner, the big song, right? And I know you guys released this many, many, many years before, I think maybe two or three, if I'm not lying, yes, before yeah, the actual yeah. album was even penned and recorded and released. But you also have, you know, Singabako, including Azania, which, you know, talks to the never-ending struggle of the Black experience in South Africa and globally anyway, when we talk about Black experiences. Will this be, you know, the, the band's theme going forward? Is this what you guys are addressing, you know? Okay, so um, initially, uh, when I mentioned 2018, after coming back from Grandstown in 2018, it had been uh, three years, you know, working uh, with the then uh, band members. And I was mm. quite confident that we were ready to release an album. So we really wanted to record and we met some people, entities who were promising, you know, but then time got wasted and things never happened in that year. And then soon after, uh, band members changed. And when, when a band member changed, you have to like sort of like start again, teach them mm. the music, you know? Mm. So mm. it gets quite uh, tricky to get that momentum again, you know? So there's music that has been existing, you know, till today. But then now how the EP came about, there just been composition that came later on. You know, Tikukona came later, mm. Singabako came later, Bram Street is old, but then Azania came later, Kamata also came later. So for me, like the EP is pretty much through the EP, we are widening the net, you know. Yeah. Um also trying to reach out to people who didn't necessarily uh, be interested to the music that we do. But mm. at the same time, the EP sort of like saying it's okay to be yourself, you know, and not try to please or appease the the, the jazz police, you know. Um, <laughs> hence, there's always that. <laughs> there are jazz police, you know. Who are the jazz police? <laughs> <laughs> just police what i mean by just police <laughs> i don't know how to put it like uh there's being conventional basically because yeah. to be quite honest I, I don't believe um it's like i'll make an example with hip-hop you know right right in south africa 
the greatest hip hop artist is average when they go to America because yeah. remember the music is in your culture, it's in the food that you eat, you know, yeah. what you drink, the air that you breathe, your weather, you know. And so a hip hop artist from America will always be better than a South African hip hop artist. But then a Maskandi guitarist from South Africa can never be below a Maskandi guitarist from Europe or from America because that thing is embedded in their way of life. It's embedded yeah. in their yeah. culture. And that's the same with jazz when you listen to South Africans um, imitating American jazz, you know, in terms of the blues. Yeah. The blues, Yase Harlem, it's superior to the blues that you play at some jam session in Cape Town or in Joburg, you know, yeah. thinking yeah. that you, you are playing jazz, you know, and this is not to undermine or disrespect anyone, but then it's just to say jazz has always been evolving, you know, how jazz started, you know, and to where it ended or where it is today, you know, it's not the same, but then now you get a, a community of jazz musicians, whom I refer to as the jazz police, mm. who are stuck within that era. Hence, you have like um, someone like Christian Scott and uh, Itaima, who, who's the Winton Masalis, you know, right. disagreeing. Winton Masalis saying, hey, that's not jazz, but Christian Scott says like, hey, and then you find like someone like Robin Clasper who's trying mm. to move forward. Yeah. And when you actually listen to Kind of Blue, Kind of Blue, it was advancing, it was moving forward, you know. You listen to Coltrane at a later mm. stage when he starts playing with Umam Alice. They're advancing. In fact, people were rejecting it, saying, what is he doing, you know? Yeah. Listen to uh, the, sh the future, what's in the shape of jazz to come? Mm -hmm. Onet Coleman, you know? Coleman, yeah. Moving Coleman, forward, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's that one? Albert Tyler, you know? Like, they were really, like, moving forward. But then somehow, it is really disappointing that today you find this generation in South Africa that's trying to become like McCoy Tyler instead of moving forward. Yeah. And we've been taught even through Aboin short, shorter, you know, that they've always been trying to push, mm. push boundaries. Brazim really pushed boundaries. You listen to, perhaps you can hear Brazim, you know. Yeah. You listen mm. to Kashi, but you can hear Brazim, you know. And these are people that have really pushed and which actually have helped us to say, you know, it's fine to be yourself instead of trying to sound like the jazz epistles or trying to sound like Art Blake, you know. I'm one of the people who have seen comrades dying, both inside the country and outside the country, in the struggle against the regime of terror in Pretoria. I know the names, I know the faces. I know how these young people put aside everything in life to concentrate in the fight against white domination. And I said to myself, Ugu fagwe nu 
Album launches, you know, in Joburg today after a successful run on the local radio circuit, including a massive following from your supporters. Let's talk about the event this afternoon and what can we as Joburgers look forward to, you know, as part of the offering on stage today. Okay, so this afternoon we are performing uh, in Brixton. Um, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a venue, I think it's a new venue, it's called uh, Breeze Block. Yeah, so the doors open at 1 p.m. So basically, it's a, it's a celebration for us with uh, people of Jobek, people who know the struggle that we've been through. But I guess it's also an opportunity for people who've never um, heard us uh, before, you know, to come break bread with us. Yeah. Let's all drink from the same cup. Mm. We'll be sharing music from the EP, but then we've been playing the, 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 the music that's yet to be released in the album that's going to come out next year. Yeah. So in that album of next year, there is a, a, a number of songs that I'm sure that like um, the jazz police will be happy to hear. <laughs> Back again with the jazz police conversation. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Really. You know, I, I, I believe we have our own method of doing things and therefore we shall carry yeah. on with that method. I can you know, and and, and as we wrap things up because we are running out of time. You know, as we wrap things up, we look forward to seeing you on stage this afternoon. It's going to be at which venue again? Breeze Block uh, in Brixton, Joburg. Yeah, absolutely. And how do we get in? How do we be a part of things there? Uh, so tickets are two hundred rands on Cricket. Uh, even at the door, you can get your, yeah. your, your tickets for for, for two hundred rands. Yeah. You're saying that there's going to be a full album because this one is an EP. Azania is an EP. You know, uh, the full album is still coming. We'll still have that conversation here on the KJS show. But let's talk about the physical copies of the current EP. Where, when? Please plug us on the jazz show. Okay, the the EP is 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 uh, available on all um uh, digital streaming platforms. Mm. Uh, your Spotify, your YouTube, your iTunes. Uh, Apple Music. That's where you can um, get the the songs digitally. Yeah. We're still working on um, a printing or pressing like uh, physical copies in the form of uh, in vinyls, USBs, CDs. That's right. And so, if people follow us on Instagram, Etipopolgabiko, Twitter, Etipopolgabiko, subscribe on our YouTube channel, Etipopolgabiko, and also follow us on Facebook. That's where we'll be updating in terms of when we'll actually launch um, 
the physical when the merchandise will actually be available but then it definitely is something that uh we are working on yeah yeah and before you go gentlemen you know um Ipipol Gabigo, not a not a not a common name for a collective, you know. And and we've I think we've spoken about the ideologies behind Ipipol Gabigo, but um, let's talk about Biko's dream and what inspired Le Pupole and Le Gabigo. What is this dream that you guys talk about? Okay, like so to just dissect uh, the name Ipipol Gabigo, there's a lot like um, that exists, or there's a lot of meaning in it, or different aspects, so to say. I'll start with um, the late, uh, great Taiwa uh, Mulelekwa, you know, a great South African jazz pianist. Uh, he has a song titled Because Dream, you know. So at that point in time, when I was consuming uh, uh, Mulelekwa's music, I was also uh, reading uh, uh, Because I Write What I Like, you know, mm. and many other Black uh, literature, or Fanon, Onguki, you know, and the likes at that point in time. And so for me, it was really fascinating to say, like, how does one title a song? And what basically do you, with using a figure's name, and where do we find people? Because there are no lyrics, because no one's saying anything about people, it's just instrumental, you know. And so I was really like um, attracted to that name. And obviously loosely translated to East Osa, because we are also during that time in that period, you know, mm. of Christmas uh, fall, you know, decoloniality, you know, basically to say like, okay, let's decolonize. Instead of saying Bigo's dream, let's say Ipupol Gabigo, Afrocentric band. And I remember telling Yonela Mnana, the pianist, like, okay, I have a band now. It's called Ipupol Gabigo, Afrocentric band. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no, Tlantla. We can scratch out the Afrocentric band, you know. Say yeah. people yeah. yeah. like, yeah. sure. yeah. and, 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 and I think it, it's so catchy, gentlemen. It's very catchy. And keep that name. I think should anything happen, we will stick, we'll still call you Pupul Gabigo as a collective and remember it for, <laughs> for, for the importance of that name and why you guys chose that name and how that name came about you know, from that perspective. But thank you so much. Yeah, Shannon, also just us. to yeah. add yeah. there is that Biko, Ipupo refers to God as the giver and fulfiller of dreams. And Biko symbolizes all the revolutionaries and everyone that has fought for the liberation of Black people in the uh, greater diaspora. That's it. That's it. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us on the show. Of course, and of course, Kujong Kwana of Ipupol Gabigo. And they have been on the KJ show. They are live on stage from 1 p.m. this afternoon as they uh, you know, they officially launched the Joburg leg of the launch of the project. They call it Azania. And you can catch it on several, several uh streaming uh portals, of course, uh from this point forward, including you know, Apple and Spotify. And of course, uh, you will hear from the KJS show when uh, the album drops. Of course, they'll be back here. They'll be in studio this time and we'll make it happen. Of course, they are Ipupol Gabigo and they are on the KJS show. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us. Thank you so much, Lida. Thank you. Thank you.
Masisobona, Tina Sisobumele. 